Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Bill French discuss life lessons they have learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, world? It's me, Chase Minifield. We back for episode two. Of the CTC podcast, I got my brothers with me again. Don Joe, what's good? What's up, world? How y'all doing? And we got French. What up? What's going on, guys? How we doing tonight? Man, another 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 day, another dollar. Um, what y'all boys get into this past week? Yo, bruh, are y'all there? Yeah, we here, bruh. Oh, we here, man. What's good, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's good? What's good, man? Hey, All right, man. You got you got to keep it moving. You got to keep it. <laughs> you got to keep it moving, bro. We we live in we live in direct right now. You know what I'm saying? Over here talking yeah. about y'all there. Anybody there? <laughs> I thought I lost my call, cuz. <laughs> Yo, my week was good, man. You know, um, I'm actually prepping to do some new work. Uh, tomorrow I start commissioning um, building systems. So I'm going to be working hands-on with my dad all week, uh, going inside uh, buildings and uh, testing all the systems, like testing the HVAC systems and all that, making sure everything's running smoothly and see what needs to be renovated. So I'm excited. That's Hey, that's be interesting, man. That's that's a that's a long way coming from that history degree. Oh uh, yeah, bro. You know the history degree. You man, on deck? What's up? You you on deck as an engineer now with your hands on in the in the in the actual system, bro? Making decisions, yeah, making bro. making business decisions as an engineer. That's that's a little that might be a little dangerous, man. I hope hey, uh, man. hope Rico got that good insurance for that. Hey man. But one thing about me, man, I'm a hands-on kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? So eventually, man, I'm going to be in the mix. Kind of like the story you told me about the first time you met me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Right in the mix. Yeah, man. <laughs> Gotta be. Yeah. What up, French? What you get into this past week? Oh, man. Uh, I had some really good developments at, at work with a, with a deal I've been working on. Um, actually progressed very quickly, so... Locked up a, a really good deal going into the new year. So excited about that. Good way to start 2018. Um, and then uh, this past weekend, uh, we gathered there in Lexington for uh, a friend of ours uh, that passed away unexpectedly a couple of years ago. So we had the uh, what we call a Stefan Burton Courage, Character and Leadership uh, Scholarship event outing was yesterday. So it was good catching up with a lot of uh, close family and friends, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, all in all, really solid week ended uh, with a with a bang over the weekend. So, for sure, for sure, man. Um, yeah, like French said, I got it. I was in an event too. We was fundraising, trying to do some things for for B four. That's what we call Stefan. His name was B four. Um, so we got to do that. We're gonna talk a little bit about fundraising and at the end of the podcast about different events we've held and different opportunities and different strategies we've came up with over the years of trying to raise money, whether it was for nonprofit organizations, whether it was for um, businesses or whether it's for 
um, anything in general. Asking people for money is a difficult thing. Um, so we're going to discuss that at the end. Um, but for, t- for this week, we're going to sit here and discuss, since it's Christmas, I think next time we get on here, it'll be a, a Christmas being unpassed, or it'll be the day of Christmas right around there. But we're going to go ahead and discuss, man. What's, what's your top three Christmas movies of all time? Uh, Dom Joe, what you think? Top best Christmas movies of all time. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> number one is definitely The Grinch. Um, number two, I gotta go with, I gotta go with um The Polar Express. The Polar Express. And then, uh, yeah, bro, The Polar Express. That's a good one, bro. All right, um, what's next? And then number three. Number three, I gotta go with um, what's it called? What's the the movie about Scrooge? I haven't, uh, you know, Scrooge, where he go uh, present, past, and uh, future. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And he's a. Uh, There's a couple different versions of that joint, though. What is it? What? Is, yeah, like the Pixar one with uh, Jim Carrey's the, the the playing Scrooge. I forget what, what is that. I think it's called Scrooge. But yeah, that, that's that's my time. All right, right. what's yours, French? Uh, I, in no order here. Here's just the the five I typically watch around this time of the year. Uh, the Grinch, like my man Dom Joe, uh, who was uh, a little late to the podcast because the Grinch was playing. Uh, Christmas Vacation, uh, this Christmas, uh, the Santa Claus, and then how Home many was Alone. that, bro? Four. That was five. Oh, right. You said top, top five. five. Yeah, I, hit, but I forgot about Home Alone. All right, bro. yeah, Home Alone's First my Home Alone's is my joints, man. Home Alone. Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3. I take all three of them. And I'll put the Grinch in there. I'll put Elf in there. Y'all not a fan of Elf? Ah, uh, Elf. Elf. Elf, man. I can always forget about Elf. That's my wife's favorite movie. Yeah, Elf is That's funny. probably more of the most recent <laughs> ones, I would think. That's like um, yeah. turned into a classic pretty quickly. I got Home Alone 3 out of there. You know, like Home Alone 3, bro? Well, you just, it's just, it's just uh, yeah. grandfathered in. It's grandfathered no. in, man. It's grandfathered in. After the first two, you uh, you know, box box office sales going to grandfather them in. It don't matter if it was a good production or not a good production. Home Alone, classics. Classic trilogy. I'll take that. So, this out. what about, I'll I tell you one we left off is The Christmas Story. Y'all ever catch that? It comes on TBS every year. Man. Oh, yeah, we yeah, run yeah. the whole day. I ain't, I ain't, bang. yeah, I ain't banging with them. But um, I did miss out on I I did miss out with Bad Santa though I like Bad Santa too That's not a bad one That's a oh, that's a that's Santa, a Netflix yeah, If you ain't seen too. that Get that on Netflix It's on there It's probably the only Christmas movie on there worth watching <laughs> But uh, yeah You know how Netflix do They keep all the good ones off of there Um, but let's let's go ahead, man. Uh, I got a couple other things I want to discuss on the Christmas topic. What's your favorite gift that you received in your entire uh, life so far, 28 years, 29 years. What's your favorite gift that you've received? French, you got to go first on this one, bro. Oh, man. Dang. That's 30 Christmases I got run back through. But do you, got, uh, you don't have one that sticks out to you? Like, you get, you was like, oh, yeah, that's it right there. That's it. Uh, I mean, thinking as a kid, man, when we first got the TV in the room, that was that was a big deal, man. I remember growing up, we had we had two TVs in the house, one in mom and dad's room and then one in the family room. But we got the TV in, in the bedroom, man. You got your Super Nintendo hooked up yeah. to it. 
that that was that that's gotta be top ten. I, I think I was like like seven or eight years old when that happened. So um, outside of that, as an adult, it, it's different. Um, as you get older, it's more about for me the the uh, time spent with family and friends is is probably the better gift. Just as you get older, it's harder to spend time with people. So. Yeah, I kind of look at that. You ain't, as, you ain't still, as, as you ain't still getting mad because you didn't get what you want these years, are you? No, <laughs> man, I don't even really ask for that for real, man. Oh, all right, that's good, man. <laughs> I'm glad you got over that. I, I, that was never me in the first place, man. I, I'm, uh, I'm more about giving than receiving. That's how I've always been. So. Boy, my sister, boy, she'd have missed out of her on a few Christmases because she didn't get what she wanted. I mean, upstairs, come downstairs to the Christmas tree and then heading right back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas about an hour. Christmas about an hour, boy. Uh, oh, man. For real? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Christmas about an hour. Down, down the steps and then right back up the steps. Uh, hey. That's crazy. I, I I ain't like what I seen, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it out on y'all, y'all. I ain't my presence will not be felt this year. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Hey, what, yeah. what about you guys? What What do you guys recall? Yeah. Best gifts? Oh man, I would say the biggest, the best gift I probably ever got was when I got my first four wheeler. Uh, Ooh, I was just you know what I mean. It was cool. Rode it on the street all day. It's funny because the first day we got it. My brother ran it into a wall. <laughs> First day. Yeah, man. APJ yeah, out there struggling on the drum, man. He, he didn't have control of it, or yeah, he man. was a little nervous behind the wheel? That boy, that boy didn't have control of it, man. Like, he hit the, like the edge of the Like, he was supposed to turn, but he didn't cut it hard enough, and he didn't stop either. <laughs> the nose of the thing was straight in the wall. Hey, man, sometimes it be like that, man. That drill was funny, man. But yeah, yeah, my, my favorite, my favorite joint, bro, was uh, I think I got a drum set. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember that drum set was set up. I was like, oh yeah, it's on and popping. The drum set, <laughs> the drum set was lit. So yeah, 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 that's pretty much it. Yeah, we had the time now where we're more like we into more of the gifts, the gift giving, and seeing all the other young kids coming through, and you know, spending time with family and things like that. Like French said. What about uh, yeah. as far as what's your favorite what's your favorite food that you gotta have at the Christmas table? I already know French. I already know uh, French got someday. If his, that might be more important to my man French <laughs> than the gift. Hey, make sure that, make sure that spread is right. Make sure that spread is right. Uh, well, well, first and foremost, man, it's not just one item. It's about the the experience and the event. I gotta yeah. have me a good glass of eggnog. Gotta have a good glass of eggnog. And then on top of that, man, my mom makes these five. Well, my mom and my wife. My wife, my wife's might actually be better than my mom's. Don't tell nobody. Ooh, I said, that's gonna, nah, that's gonna, that's not, you just caused trouble right there. <laughs> the whole world, bro. <laughs> yeah, you just caused trouble. Ah, uh, hey, hey, hey. We'll we'll keep our secrets safe with everybody listening. But my wife and my mom. My mom historically made some very fire sausage balls. Now my wife starts making them joints. Let me tell you something. I can sit there all day. Um, and then on top of that, man, I like all the, the, you know, the Christmas desserts, the brownies. I like licking the bowl. You know, that's, that's gotta be done. The bowl gotta be licked when that brownie mix gets made. So 
Shoot, we can sit here and talk 45 minutes about the Christmas items if you want on the menu. On the menu. Don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started. What about you, Joe? You yeah. got something special? Uh, y'all, what y'all, got, y'all got a Philadelphia tradition up there, man? Stuffing or something? Nah, my mom just pretty much make the basics, man. It's good. I just definitely need that mac and cheese. That mac you and cheese? Mean? So. Gotta, yeah, gotta have that. You know. yeah, yeah, we, man, don't have, we don't have nothing crazy. Sometimes my mom puts something extravagant out there, like crab legs or something. But, you know, other than that, it'd be the basics. Um, hey, Minnie, uh, where, where, where's, the, where's the Christmas dinner at this year? You going to do it at your house? Nah, nah, man. We, we, we out of my house this year, man. Last year, I, I felt bad. I and mean, this year, I wasn't going to let people push me over for a location. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we, had, we, had to, we had to relocate this year, man. Uh, I, made that, I made that clear around January 2017. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. hey, man, hosting is a whole different trip than showing up. Hosting is a different trip than uh, oh. than when you just show up for that joint, man. Hosting is, is something else. I ain't on that. No, I agree, man. We did Thanksgiving a couple years ago. and uh, Well, I, yeah, it, it's it, it's a whole nother dynamic. You can't just leave. <laughs> yeah, right. You got to wait for everybody else to leave. Yeah, you know how we are. When it's time to leave, we got to go. And when we say we got to go, it's, it's, it's mean we got to go. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, man? Something done rolled over wrong in the stomach. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, man, the most important thing I think, or the most, what I look forward to most about Christmas, um, besides those two things, is the is the basketball game. So I want to go through these lineups, and I want to hear y'all guys' picks for this uh this Christmas, and we're gonna see who can who can run the table on the picks, man. So we got. Uh, the twelve o'clock game is the Sixers and the Knicks. Who you got, uh, Dom Joe? Come on, man! You already know Come who on, I got. Man. Yeah, we already know. You, you uh, French, you, French, you, French, who you got, French? Hey, man, I'm taking the Knicks, man. I, li- I like the Knicks hey, too. French, I, I, li- I like the Knicks too, man. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Um, didn't they just go? Didn't they just have a big game just recently? The Knicks and the Sixers. Yeah, they beat. Okay. They, well, I was talking about the game from oh yeah they, from, uh, yesterday. yesterday. They just beat yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, Mike Bisley put thirty on somebody. I think he put on Melo. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, it's actually Paul George. But here's the deal: I, the only reason I'm taking the Knicks is because the game's in New York. Yeah, if they were playing in Philly, Dom, I roll with the Sixers. But I'm uh I'm taking the Knicks. A, a All home right, game. so me, me and Fresh taking the Knicks. Dom Joe got Philly. All right, second game of the di- of the day is the Cavs and the Warriors. I'm rolling with the Cavs, baby. Yeah, you always roll with the Cavs. Um, I roll with the Cavs too, actually. To be honest with you, on oh, Christmas, who's home? Is 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 uh, Golden State? Golden State. Oh man, that's hostile territory. But I still roll with the Cavs, though. Uh. So I, I'm gonna go with Golden State on the hopes that Steph Curry and Draymond Green are back healthy. They're both out battling injury right now, and Steph hasn't played in a couple of weeks or at least a week and a half. Hey, it's supposed bro. to be clear hey, before that. We, we don't need all the explanations, all right? We don't need all the explanations. So we don't want to <laughs> have to come back and hear you say, "Ah, they didn't play." So you know that means I was going on the opposite side. Hey, when, if they play, if they don't play, who you got? <laughs> I'm going to go with Golden State, and the only reason I'm saying that is I'm oh, stating why they might lose. <laughs> I'm stating why right, they man. might lose. Hey, man, we don't like guys playing both sides of the fence, bro. All right, the, the, the hey, third game here go, we got go, is... Go, go, go. Um, 
What you got, man? Hold up, hold up. Golden State by fitting. Fitting. <laughs> All right. <man. laughs> fitting. All right. So right now, um, I got the Knicks. I got the Cavs. Dom Joe got the Sixers and the Cavs. French got the Knicks and the Warriors. Um, so we going with the Wizards versus Celtics. Five thirty p.m. Christmas Day. Man, yeah, that's I'm a tough Celtics, one. Man. Straight up. Celtics. Dom Joe with the Celtics. Dom Joe's he's heavy to the East. He likes the East teams. Yeah, bro. I, I I judge I judge teams in the East by how well they play the Sixers, bro. And the Celtics. If you can, if you can, if you can play the Sixers and give the Sixers a good test, bro, you got to be legit. <laughs> you got to be legit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know I, I think we better than the Wizards. So shoot, I'm going with the Celtics too. Who you got, oh. French? Ah, oh, man. Uh I like the way Boston's playing. I'm gonna go with Boston. I think it'll be a close game. All right, that's our first unanimous pick right there, Boston. Rockets versus the OKC Thunder. OKC. Okay, yeah, I'm going OKC as well. Rock- they only they only show up for big games. Rockets 13 so. game winners. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But they haven't lost, they haven't lost since Chris Paul. Because every game Chris Paul done played and he undefeated. With the with the Rockets. Man. My man, my man gonna go off. I'm gonna tell you one thing, bro. The Thunder, the Thunder can't the Thunder can't play no defense. Everybody's open. But here's the yeah. here's what I'm gonna tell you though. I don't see who Chris Paul's gonna guard. And Westbrook might go for 45. Guard Andre Robertson. He's self-checked. Hell, they don't need him on the floor. <laughs> he's self-checked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, don't make me get on Carmelo, man. Carmelo, it's about time for him to hang it up, man. He got about half a season left before he need to hang it up, man. I'm going to be honest with you. How y'all watch that man play? I watched him against uh, Oladipo, man, when they played the Pacers that night. He was getting buckets <laughs> on them. It was hey, pretty yeah, bad. Man. Hey, man. It looked like he's he good at offense. He's good at offense, but that defense, bro, is terrible. Hey, he looks like he should be playing with me in the league. I'm in on Tuesday nights the way he's playing, B. Right. Hey, man. Have you seen that famous Lowe's? <laughs> If y'all watch Famous Lowe's video, y'all should go look at that video when he, he uh, when he got somebody switch on to him. He said, clear it out. Mom, he too slow. Oh, yeah. He too slow. <laughs> That's exactly what I'll be doing. Carmelo yeah. switch out on me, bro. Clear it out. Watch out. Everybody move out. <laughs> He's too slow. You know what I'm saying? That's mellow, bro, right now. He looked terrible. It looked like he needed two knee surgeries. Crazy. Yeah. So we all go. Oh, uh, y'all so going with the Thunder. I'm going with the Rocket. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with the Rockets, man. And then the Timberwolves and the Lakers. Timberwolves. Timberwolves I'm going to go with the Timberwolves, man, because the Timberwolves, it took us overtime to beat uh, the Timberwolves, man. We got the, <laughs> we got the Listen to this, man, man, bro. Us. It took us. <laughs> it took us overtime to get them boys, man. Them boys nice. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. I, I'm going Timberwolves as well, man. I, I like their roster, and I think there's they, they haven't played well the last couple weeks, but I, I think they're gonna start hitting the stride here real soon. I'm with the Timberwolves too. So write this down, Chase Mini. I got the Knicks, the Cavs, the Celtics, the Rockets, and the Timberwolves. Dom Joe going with the Sixers, the Cavs, the Celtics, the Thunder, 
and the Timberwolves. And French going with the Knicks, the Warriors, the Celtics, the Thunder, and the Wolves. That's right, right? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, real quick, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna make an adjustment, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Washington. You going with the five thirty game. Alright, he yeah. going with the man. But we're gonna come back, we're gonna look back on that, see if anybody ran the table. Alright. So today, man, we're yeah. gonna get into fundraising. We're gonna talk about you know, what events have we done for fundraising? What ha- when have we had to fundraise? Um, what are some difficult difficulties that we've run into trying to do fundraising? And what are some tips that we have for being successful? So I'm going to start off with French. Um, he's, it's a little recent for him. So, French, what, what events have you done? I know you just said you did one event for uh, before a scholarship for fundraising. But what other times have you done fundraising? And, you know, what are some issues that you run into and you know what are some 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 things that you can tell people as far as uh, tips and um, ideas they may can use for helping fundraise things of that nature just give us some information on your head okay for sure uh so as chase had mentioned i'll give you a couple obviously the scholarship for stefan we've been doing for the last three years so uh, trying to get more involved with that in the community, asking different businesses for assistance. Uh, for example, we had our event uh, yesterday at Carson's in Lexington, and uh, I was able to speak with the owner, uh, and he gave a generous donation uh, to, towards that scholarship that will be helpful. So uh, as far as that goes, we're still in our infancy in that. Uh, we'll continue to grow that out, uh, hopeful for kind of what the future has for that. But um from the from the business side of it, uh, just my job, we're involved in in helping various non for profits uh, within the Indianapolis community. Uh, so the last couple of years, uh, we worked with uh, a company called Children's Bureau. So they provide shelter for children that are homeless. Um, so we try to raise money throughout the year to help uh, with school supplies and and those various different uh, items. Um, and then we just recently sponsored Christmas for a family there, which is pretty exciting. Uh, but the challenges are, man, it's just you cr- getting creative with ways to get a new audience excited about donating money. Um, it's never easy <laughs> to, to be a, the door-to-door salesman. And during for- fundraising activities, it always feels like that. So it's uh, just making it fun. So actually this week, uh, in our office, we call it the spirit of giving. So we have uh, just a bunch of various items that we'll do. So like, uh, I think tomorrow there's a bake sale that we're doing in the office. So folks will, you know, provide goodies and we'll buy those. Um, and then we'll have like an eating contest. So we'll have somebody sponsor each individual person. Um, then we'll do like a tacky Christmas sweater party. So winter will, will, uh, win a prize and then the proceeds are matched. We'll do like pies in the face, uh, a bunch of various different activities, but, but the challenge is just always just trying to come up with creative ways to, uh, to make it exciting. So, um, there's no perfect science to it. Um, but you got to put yourself out there, have a good, like we do in business every day. I think we're all in the, uh, in the arena of, of a sales type of a, a role in our everyday job. So it's just ensuring that you have a good pitch, um, you have a plan, and you stand behind what you're raising money for. That's 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 good information, man. My, I guess one question I have listening to you is, 
that some people might find valuable is how do you come up with a good pitch? What is the va- what How do you find, how do you know what to tell somebody? Like, you know, whenever you're cold calling anybody or talking to somebody, you know, you got to have a process or, or some points that you want to hit on in your pitch. Is it, you know, keeping it real, keeping it like hitting a sentimental value or is it, you know, there's different techniques I've seen people use as far as trying to sell and do different types of pitches. What's your, what's your thought processes in your field? Yeah. Uh, so work related ours because a lot of it's internal that we do. I'm having a lot of these interactions with our uh, clients. It is a little bit of the sympathy pitch. Um, and then the other side of it is it, it's important that, uh, our, customers see and value tech systems as a partner within the community. So they see the efforts when they hear the story behind what, what and why we're doing something. So obviously supporting Christmas for a family, uh, is huge. You, you look at kids that, I mean, we just kind of talked about it a little bit growing up, our greatest gifts, um, that we received. And I couldn't imagine a kid, you know, not experiencing Christmas. So, you know, that, that's my approach. That's got kind of walked walk whoever I'm speaking to uh, through that whole process um, as related to Stefano's scholarship. When I talked to the owner the other day, uh, I essentially just talked about Stefan Stefan and I's relationship and, you know, how crushing that loss was for us a few years back and what we've been doing to try to keep his memory alive. And I mean, I didn't even get to finish saying what I had to say. And the owner said, Hey, I'll have a check here for you uh, when your event goes down. So uh, I think as long as you have some passion behind it, man, uh, people are always going to be willing to support. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. What do you think, Dom Joe, man? What's, what's, some, what's some things that you've had to do fundraising? What events have you had to fundraise for? What are some techniques that you used? And what are some difficulties that you could possibly provide tips for our listeners with who might be in the same situations you're in? Um, I agree 100% with what French said. Um, I recently did a uh, event with a nonprofit that I'm part of called uh, Coexistence. Um, we raise money for uh, elementary school, less fortunate elementary school kids. And that that day we raised 6,600 bucks. And I would say the biggest challenge is for for like for my team was communication, just getting clearly defined roles and making sure everybody executes those roles and follows through with what you said you were going to do. Because at the beginning, it all sounds good. You know, six, four months out, it all sounds good. But then you, you start seeing people like really fall off. So it's good to have a, a solid team that's going to follow through on what they said they're going to do. Um, And uh, just know what you're good at, man. Like if you're not, if you're not that person, you got to know what's in your tool set. So if you're not if you're not that person that's going to go out there and sell it, don't do that. Do something else. File paperwork. Try to, uh, you know, um, just tell your friends about it or 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 fund it fund it yourself. Don't volunteer to don't follow, don't volunteer to do the hammering if you don't got a hammer in your toolbox. Exactly. You know what I mean. So <clears throat> that was my thing. <laughs> my thing. Like I'm a business developer, marketer already. So um, I go to a lot of events already. So it was nothing for me to go out there and engage people. And and uh, it made it even easier, the fact that I'm passionate about helping kids and educating our youth. So um, <clears throat> and we had my other guy, Billy, who, who's who's uh, one of the founders. 
he got all the paperwork solidified, held down the spot and all that. And then uh, we have a, another guy, Donnie. Um, he's, he held down all the food and beverage part of it. So, you know, everybody had their, everybody had their role in their position. And, you know, you just did your part and just communicate. Well, we actually use Google. We use Google Drive and, you know, just communicate, check, check everything off the list. And then, you know, execute when it's game time. Execution, man. One of the most important traits of an individual in your team is somebody that executes. I can't stand somebody that says they're going to do something. Don't do it. Can't use you. Rather play with 10 in the famous words of, uh, uh, of my man from San Fran. What's his name? Man? Singletary. <laughs> Yeah, Singletary, man. I'd rather play with Tia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. Everybody think Coach Singletary is crazy, but I feel him, man. I'd rather play with Tia, big dog. Take it all in. Yeah, Hit the shower. For sure, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, y'all both brought up some great points, man, and everybody can learn from everything you brought up. I'm going to speak from the perspective of, obviously, I started my foundation. Um, so I guess I started it about four, maybe five years ago when I had a football camp. But it's been more, I've been more hands-on since I've been out of the league and I've tried to do an event called the Super Bowl Super Bash, which we're, con- which we're currently in the process of, you know, building a sponsorship package and um, soliciting for donations, soliciting for um, money, food donations, all these different things. So just a little short synopsis on the Minifield Foundation is our goal and our mission is to provide the youth of the community with a platform to try to chase their dreams and my platform and the platform that I believe is the most important for them is to get around people that have been in the same situations, been in the same environment, come from the same city as them and see that they've done it. I think being tangible, being touchable, being seeable is the most important thing for a kid to go and try to do it. When they don't see it, they don't try to do it. So that's our goal as a Minifield foundation is to get them around people that you know, if you just see, like, if you just see myself in the mall, they might not know that I played in the NFL. If they might make, see, like, um, Dom Joe, they might not know he played arena football. Or if they just see, like, Bill French, they might not know he played college football. You just don't know that until you see them. Like, you got to see them in their, what their element is as far as, like, in their jersey or or after a game, it doesn't matter who you are. They If you have on the, the uniform, they want to have an autograph. You know what I'm saying? It's just... That, that allure of, of being in that uniform, it doesn't, they don't really register who that, the actual face is. Makes sense. So I think if we see them and they see like, oh, well, I think this guy came and spoke to me at my school. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's just trying to relay, get them in an environment, let them talk to people, let them relate to people that they may look up to, whether it's not, it's not always athletes. Sometimes it's actors. Sometimes it's, um, doctors. Sometimes it's lawyers. I just want them to see people be around them. And understand that we can put people in front of you that come from the same area you come from or come from the same city you come from, same high schools, and show them that they were able to do these things. So why can't you? Uh, that's the biggest point that we try to make as a Benefield Foundation. So the biggest points I try to make sure I do since I started something from scratch is I try to make sure that people understand that mission first and foremost when I go talk to them about our event and I'm trying to raise money. I'm trying to get donations. I want them to understand why I'm passionate about the foundation, why I started the foundation and what's our goal of trying to get it out. What's our mission. So I make sure I, first and foremost, I make sure I, that's, that's bold. That's clear as day, whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, I make sure to cover that, cover those points, cover those bases. 
Also, a thing that you guys didn't mention, uh, but obviously you cover from a different point, is always have levels to it. So I have a high level, a mid level, and a low level so that people don't ever, so you don't ever think that, you know, there's not. So like, I was always, I was taught in some classes that I took that you should have a package of levels of how you can donate. So you can do like this level of $1,000, this level of $500, this level of 250 or a hundred or something, just having different levels. So it doesn't ever feel like, you know, this is too much or you can do what you please or have like a donation to where you can just like purchase a couple of tickets. We'll give them to some kids, those types of things. Just, just, just trying to bring across to people that whatever you have is enough. Um, so that's an important thing I've learned over the last few years is it's building out a packet, showing the levels to it, um, showing, you know, what the value is behind it. If you're soliciting businesses, what they're going to get out of it. If they're, if they are being a sponsor of a, an event, you know, their signage, their logos, laying all that out and how you're going to promote their business as well. Obviously I scratch your back, you scratch my back type world. Those are the, th- those are the few things that I've learned. So if I was to all our listeners out there, if anybody's in this situation, I would make sure that um, the message is put across well, whether it's your mission, whether it's your a sentimental point, whether it's um, Dom Joe's, what he said about, you know, understanding the communication between the team, communication and understanding the value and what we're selling and how we're going to sell it. That's the, that's a huge part of understanding and, and understanding the, um, how we're going, how we're going to get this sponsorship done, how we're going to get this event pulled off. The second thing I would make sure is you have levels to it written out in detail as far as why this, this level is this much, this level is this much, this level is this much, and how much each um, different values you get out of each sponsorship or donation. Um, Other than that, man, that's, that's, that's the most important things that I think I've come across. And some of the, the the most scariest things I would say that you would have to try to overcome in doing and soliciting people for money is obviously just calling people. The cold call is like a serious issue as far as in sales. And that's something that I don't know. My tip would be for cold calling is to write out what you're going to say prior to calling. Do you guys have any tips for what you would say if somebody was trying to cold call somebody, trying to get over that little fear of just dialing? Because I know when I first started cold calling, I didn't want to do it either. You know, do y'all have any ideas or yeah. what do you, what kind of techniques did y'all use to get over the cold calling field? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I have to do this in my everyday job. Um, so, yeah, to your point right now, the plan or a message uh, is always good. But the other thing to it, you can't script out every single thing. You got to kind of react. So coming from that sports background, right, right. the play is never going to uh, develop the way you want it. So you just got to be able to, to adjust. But uh, I would take each individual person that I'm calling and try to, to cater that message to where it uh, would resonate with them. So finding, you know, going to their website, learning about some of their objectives that they're trying to accomplish within the community or uh, any core values that they have, I would relate what I'm calling about for support to one of those items. What you got? You got anything? You got anything, uh, Don Joe? <laughs> to be honest with you, man, I, I I don't cold call, so um, I'm actually you ain't, you ain't never cold call before. Nah, I don't I don't cold call, man. I did everything through uh, events, and um, I'm more the boots for my event specifically. I was the boots on the ground guy, 
You know, I was out there actually. Boots on the out. ground, bro. Yeah, man, I'm the boots on the ground. I'm the guy with the boots on the ground, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm the facing there. the fan guy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm physically touching the people and um, you know getting my message across that way. But I mean, it was good advice uh, that uh, that friend said. Especially, hey, do do your research, man, before you talk to him. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, cold calling, man, something that. You know, if you haven't done it, you're going to do it. Um, and it's something that I realized when I was starting my company and starting my foundation, like, I didn't want to get on the phone and call nobody. It's just like, it's just something, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't want to do it. And if, but once I started doing it, I realized that there was really nothing to be scared of. Everybody in this world is selling something. And you being another person selling something is not really going to affect anybody. You can't worry about what my dad taught me is, man, you trying to do a job. You got you got to sell something. You gonna you gonna do your job, but you gonna act scared. That's just the end of the day. Ain't nobody don't nobody care that you. They understand that you doing your job. So you just go ahead and do your job. You get hanged up on. You just get hanged up on. You move on to the next one. You call them again tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it is, man. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's serious because when I first started helping hands, um, I would call people and. You know, some people wouldn't answer, and some people would done, they would be like, "All right, we're not listening. We don't whatever you're selling, we don't want it." You know, you just gotta keep calling people, and 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 you get better as you do it. You know what I'm saying? The more you do it, the better it becomes, and you start getting better results. You start becoming a more confident talker. Um, the more you understand your product as well. So, like like French said, research your research your client, research your target, but also research and understand yourself. Make sure that you're covered on all your bases. So if you do get a question you don't understand, you're not sounding like you uh, sounding like you are doing fraudulent activities out here. You know what I'm saying? So preparation is key, man, in everything that we t- in everything that you can do in the business world. Um, in no in no form or fashion, can you be underprepared. Um. Before we're going to get into, we're almost done with this podcast. That was a good little topic on fundraising. Hopefully somebody can find some value in that. We're going to, French is going to bring us the gas of the week this week. But before we get to that, we're going to, we got a little word from our sponsor. This this podcast today is brought to you by Helping Hand LLC, the standard in the student housing industry. We provide services for moving, uh, all American waste, turn clean, turn, turn, turn paints, um, Helping Hand LLC. Dot net for anybody looking for work in the areas that we service. Currently servicing Philadelphia, Lexington, Louisville, Charlotte, North Carolina, West Virginia. Moving up to Indy, maybe in the in the in the, in the next year or two. Um, but that's about it, man. Helping Hand LLC—they've been a good sponsor for this podcast. They they make sure that we are on top of our game. Any other sponsors, reach out to us. We'll get y'all boys on here as well. Uh, so go ahead, French, uh, man, take, take it over, man, with the uh, gas of the week. <laughs> I love how you just confidently roll into that, man. That's great. That's great. Uh, oh, let me get my clear mind, clear thoughts, man. So, uh, the, my topic, uh, for the gas of the week, it might sound a little cliche, but, uh, it kind of hit home for me this week. Just, uh, the last couple of weeks have been going through a lot within work and then things going on at home. So, Basically, my my gas for you guys is is um, let go and let God. Um, so, just there's there's so many things that are out of our control, and uh, I think the three of us can all relate that we try to plan and and uh, have a plan for every uh, 
you know, situation that could come up in everyday life. And at times things happen that you can't really truly control. So, um, I'm a man of faith. So I always lean on, on, on that. Uh, you know, I found myself in a situation where I was stressing a lot. What, you know, I've been losing a lot of sleep. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier on the uh, podcast, I, I landed a deal that's going to help, uh, help out tremendously. My wife also got a new job that she's going to be starting. So, um, you know, as much as you want to plan, and I'm not telling you not to do that, but at times, you know, lean on your faith and, and, uh, things will, will work out. You know, everything happens for a reason. So, uh, that's kind of my message for you guys. Let go and let God. We'll see you next week. Later. 